Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Monica Swanson Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom and Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you'll be encouraged. Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. We are here at the end of August It's kind of hard to believe, but I don't know if you're like me. I feel like, where in the world did summer go? But at the same time, I look back to June, and I'm like, that was so long ago. A lot can happen in one summer. And I hope you've had a good one, and I hope you are transitioning well to the next season, in my opinion, the best season, fall, and back to school, and just, you know, it's always fun to start fresh with a new season, and I have so much I'm excited to share with you. In fact, set your calendar, because next week is going to be my first official Coffee Date podcast episode. That's right. I've got so much I want to talk about, some things I want to get feedback from you on, some announcements, and just some fun kind of talking story, as we call it here in Hawaii. So I'm coming back next week with a special episode. So I hope you can join me. You'll have your coffee already, and you can hang out and just imagine we're chatting over coffee. But for today, it's a special episode as well, because we are back to the end of the month where I share highlights and nuggets from one chapter of my most recent book, Raising Amazing, bringing up kids who love God, like their family, and do the dishes without being asked. And we are all the way up to chapter five today. And if you've missed previous episodes, you might want to go back starting in March. I shared one chapter at the end of each month. So you can go back. Each time I share one of these, I also have a free download, something over in the show notes that I give away. So you can go to show notes for each episode. And today you can find show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash five. And that's just the number five. And I will tell you more about what you can find over there as we go through this episode, but we get to talk 
about marriage. And that's something I have not talked as much about on the podcast as I have over on my blog. Over the years, I've written a number of different blog posts. So I'll link to a couple of those in the show notes. But I am such a fan of marriage, talking about marriage. Anything related to building a strong and healthy family is just my favorite thing. And chapter five is called Focus on the Foundation, because we all know that part of raising healthy kids is giving them a healthy foundation in a strong marriage. And I know that some of you listening are single parents. I understand that not everyone is coming from a healthy marriage. And to you, I will first say, I am so sorry. I know that that was very much not your plan when you started the family that you now have, but I also believe in God's grace and mercy and that he can do amazing things in every situation. But for those of you who are married, I really want to encourage you and I want to make marriage a really big deal because I do believe that how you handle your marriage, your perspective, your the way you approach it, talk about it, nurture it, uh, prioritize it can make a huge difference in your kids' lives and in your own life. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm really excited. And then I get to even bring my husband on to share a few words to the dads. And so hopefully your men can listen to either the whole episode or at least the end. I call these the cliff notes as Dave kind of shares just some thoughts, especially for the men at the end of every chapter in Raising Amazing. And that's one of my favorite features in the book. So I hope you take full advantage of that. Pass that along to your husband. Also, since we're talking marriage, one thing I've heard people do, which I love, is when they are in a situation where they are not with their children's father, whether they once were married or not, they got two copies of Raising Amazing, and they gave one to their kid's dad, who the kids assumedly spend time with. And they said, listen, we may not be on the same page in everything. Clearly, we're not married. Uh, we may have our differences, but we share the common goal of wanting to raise amazing kids. So I would love it if you could read this book, I could read this book, and we could be on the same page, at least in as many ways as possible in our parenting. So if you happen to be a single parent, I recommend considering that, and I hope that's an encouragement to so many of you. So again, we're talking focus on the foundation, give the gift of a healthy marriage. And I open with a quote from Josh McDowell, a man I have a lot of respect for, and it goes like this. He says, we do not develop habits of genuine love automatically. We learn them by watching effective role models, most specifically by observing how our parents express love for each other day in and day out. That is something to consider as we begin this chapter. And now, like I typically do, I'm just going to read you the opening introduction to this chapter, and then I'm just going to kind of walk through it, sharing some highlights and nuggets, hoping that you can get your own copy of Raising Amazing. You can listen to the audio version. It's me reading it with my guys reading their parts. You can get a Kindle version or the paperback. And I love hearing from so many of you who are meeting with friends each month to either listen to the this episode together or to get together after listening to discuss it, go over some reflection questions and just have an excuse to get together with some girls and talk about parenting and family. So let's dive in as I read the opening to chapter five. 
The Swansons are big fans of The Incredibles, and I have a favorite scene from the original film. When Bob and Helen Parr, also known as Mr. Incredible and Elastic Girl, are away facing their greatest rival, their kids are left behind, and the tensions rise. Trying to alert her brother to the extent of danger their parents are facing, Violet says my favorite lines. She says, What do you think is going on here? You think we're on vacation or something? Mom and dad's lives could be in jeopardy. Or worse, their marriage. I love that. Hollywood pleasantly surprises me sometimes. Even Violet, the shy, sulky teenage daughter, understands that a threat to their parents' marriage would be about as bad as it gets. The health of their parents' marriage deeply impacts a child's sense of security. When I was in fourth grade, I distinctly remember becoming aware of the concept of divorce. A few of my friends' parents were divorcing, and fear crept over me as I wondered if there was any chance my parents could get divorced too. While I'm grateful that my fear was unfounded, you may know that feeling in a more personal way. Perhaps you're the child of divorced parents and you were old enough at the time to remember now. I guess you'd have distinct memories of the moment you realized your family was being divided. As it turned out, my parents weren't only committed to their marriage for a lifetime, but I was soon to learn that the D word was off limits in my family. While goofing around with my brothers one day, one of us joked that mom and dad could get divorced in earshot of my dad. We made that mistake only once. I'll never forget my dad's face as he let us kids know, in no uncertain terms, that the D word would never be spoken regarding the two of them again. It was a firm rebuke, but deep down, it made me feel incredibly secure. Dave and I were both raised by parents who were committed to their marriage for a lifetime, and we know that's rare today. We're fully aware of the gift our folks have given us in that legacy. Since I realize this isn't the norm, let me pause right here and remind you that you had zero control over your own parents' marital status. That was outside your control. But the great news is that you do have full control of the legacy you pass on to your own children. Even if you're divorced or are raising children on your own, the messages about marriage you give your kids can dramatically influence their security and future choices. Marriage between one man and one woman for a lifetime was God's idea, and I believe that honoring and protecting that covenant plays a great role in raising amazing kids. I'll share a few suggestions for divorced or single parents at the end of this chapter. You can still make an incredible impact on how your kids think about marriage. But next, let's talk about how we can tend to our marriages. First of all, I think it's important to acknowledge that marriage is hard. In his book, Habits of the Household, Justin Whitmell Early says this. He says, marriage is radical because Christianity is radical, and that is a beautiful thing to display to our children. It's a nod to the God who has loved us into loving. When we rehearse the covenant of marriage in front of them, we rehearse the promise of our own salvation in front of them. God is a God who never gives up on love, so neither will we. I just love that, and I, I really appreciate the idea of thinking about our marriages as this display, as an opportunity to show our kids uh, God's love as it plays out in our marriages. I think setting that just kind of as a goal helps can help us live up to that and just really put on display something beautiful for our kids. But no doubt, growing a healthy marriage is hard. 
Dave and I have been married now 27 years, and I'd say our marriage is the healthiest it's ever been, but we still have moments where we are less than loving, where we act out of our sin nature, and I wish that weren't the case, but I think as long as we live in a fallen world, we will have to work hard at marriage, and it's so worth it. There's no doubt the devil has a target on our marriage and on yours. And again, marriage was God's idea, and the enemy has hated it from the beginning. He introduced the blame game right at the beginning, remember in the Garden of Eden, and he's targeted husbands and wives ever since. If if the devil can take you down via your relationship with your spouse, then it makes his job really easy. The wreckage will be great. A single broken marriage affects generations. But I think if we expect these attacks, if we know they're out there, we can be more prepared. We can uh, prevent many of them just by being on our guard, being prayerful and watchful, and really tending to our marriage. And of course, I have more to say on that topic in the book, but I want to touch on the next section, which I titled Vows. And this is something really dear to my heart because as I was writing this chapter of the book, we were still pretty freshly grieving the passing of Dave's mom, Karen, who had lived an amazing 86 years. She was an awesome woman, but in her last few years, she battled Alzheimer's disease. Alzheimer's is not a friendly disease to anyone, but it always plays out differently. And for Dave's mom, she pretty much quit communicating the last couple of years, so she didn't speak at all. And I talk in here about um, the silver lining, really, to that. The one positive takeaway we had was just observing Dave's dad and how he responded, how he really cared for his wife in that um, they had been very traditional for many years. He worked really hard. He was an amazing man, had a successful career, and Karen was always the homemaker. She cooked and cleaned and took care of the home. And yet in the end, the tables really turned when Lynn was able to take care of Karen. And they had moved, uh, before she got sick, they had moved to a retirement community, but they were in a home. So they had their independent living in a community. And right across the street from them, there was an Alzheimer's care unit, which was available if at any time Dave's dad, Lynn, wanted to move Karen across the street. There would have been full-time care. She would have been in good hands. And we all would have supported that and understood because it was just a lot of work to take care of her. But Lynn, being very healthy and capable, chose to be her primary caregiver. And he was for many years. He took care of her, bathed her, fed her, took care of her until the very end he had a little bit of help coming in. But the story that so impacted us was when later Dave's aunt told us the story that she had talked to Lynn and reminded him that he had options, that no one would blame him if he wanted to get the help of an Alzheimer's care unit. And Lynn said very quietly and humbly, simply said, I made a vow. And that made such an impression on us. It makes me tear up even now to think that the vow that he took 66 years earlier before God and a commitment to his wife to live with her and serve her in sickness and in health till death do them part. He took that so seriously and it just really set an example that Dave and I hope to live up to if we're put in a situation like that one day. It was just such a beautiful, beautiful example to us. And I acknowledge here, I know this is a difficult topic to approach because I know that 
people reading the book and people listening to this episode, I'm sure there's many people who have been divorced or may be facing that reality right now. And I imagine that not one of you thought that would be your story. And many of you didn't choose it. I hear from so many of you, I get emails and messages, and I know some of you have just been put in some really difficult places. And you probably thought back when you made vows that they would last a lifetime. But we live in a fallen world, and marriage is one of the common casualties. So I I do not want to cause anyone to feel shame or condemnation. Instead, I want to offer encouragement for for both the people who are married to really take that seriously and to consider the vows that you've made and also for anyone who has been divorced or is parenting as a single parent to just really consider the way you speak about marriage in front of your kids, doing your best to frame it marriage as something that God designed and putting it in a positive light where you can. Hey friends, hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to pause here real quick to make sure you know about a math curriculum that I've just recently gotten to know about and it is so worth sharing. So CTC Math is an online curriculum that you can use for homeschooling your kids or for just a little extra kind of tutorial. If your kids go to school, you want to do some math work with them at home. And here's something really different about this curriculum. There are adaptive questions. These are interactive questions that actually change in difficulty depending on your student's ability. They use a smart algorithm that tracks the student's progress and delivers questions based on their needs. The student doesn't even know this is happening, so it helps them build confidence and master concepts. It's truly tailor-fit to each student, and I love that so much as a homeschool mom. Sometimes you see your child going through a curriculum, and you're like, they're doing the exact same problems as everyone else who takes this curriculum, when you might know that they have certain areas they struggle in or certain areas that are easier for them. So this is a way to truly tailor the questions in the math assignments to what your kids need the most. Isn't that great? Anyway, CTC Math also has a 12-month money-back guarantee. I don't know if I've heard of that from any other curriculums, but pretty cool. Check them out at ctcmath.com. Let me know what you think. Hope you like it. There's a link in my show notes as well. Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out. See their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. But again, my message here to those who are married, I just offer a strong word of encouragement and caution. Your marriage is incredibly important, and I can't overemphasize how crucial it is that you tend to it carefully in every season. You shouldn't allow your kids to become the center of the family or let them or anything else get between you and your spouse. I believe that next to modeling a genuine relationship with Jesus, a strong and healthy marriage is the greatest gift you can give your kids. 
So let's get practical and talk a little bit about ways you can cultivate your marriage in all seasons. And I have a list here in the book that I will just touch on, but it is 15 different ways you can cultivate your marriage. And I'll just kind of list at least the first few of these. And the rest you can find in the book, of course. Number one, invest time into your marriage in all seasons. This might sound super simple, but when you think about it, how easy it is to take for granted that your marriage is there and just to forget how important it is to invest in it. Make daily connections, take walks, spend couch time together, make phone calls or texts, and treat your spouse like your best friend, both in public and private. So that one alone may sound so obvious, but I think a lot of us could do a lot better. Number two, pray together. Now, if you're not comfortable praying together, break through that. You might start with a book of prayers for your family and read the prayers together. And I also encourage you to consider praying a quick prayer in the morning or night, kind of as just a routine way to connect together with the Lord. Number three, Play together. Remember falling in love. Go back to doing some of the things you did then. And I know we're all busy, but it's so worth it. And don't wait for your spouse to initiate fun and laughter. This is something you can do. This is something I've learned a lot in my own marriage. Dave and I started off doing a lot of sports and recreation together. We used to mountain bike and run and and go windsurfing back in our early years of marriage. And so now we're back to trying some new things together. We've always gone on runs together, but we've more recently been playing tennis as a family. And sometimes Dave and I will go just on our own and play tennis and work out and do different things. And I feel like that keeps us kind of youthful in our relationship. And it's super fun. Number four is to nurture your intimacy. I actually say it different in the book, but I know some people have kids that listen with them, but no doubt it is important for husbands and wives to connect in the one way that God gives husbands and wives to connect specially. So be sure to focus on that area of your life. And if you need help with that, there are so many resources available. Don't neglect the intimacy that God designed for husband and wife. Number five, talk to someone when you need help. Marriage counselors and therapists can play a great role in helping work out issues big or small. And Dave and I have been blessed through marriage counseling. We've talked to pastors before. And one thing that maybe has helped more than anything is just getting together with people who have been married longer than we have, people who have weathered some storms and been through various seasons. When we were first married, we used to spend time very intentionally with people who could give us advice and counsel for the things we were facing as newlyweds. So whatever stage you're in, you can probably find somebody who's gone ahead of you and it'll feel so good to hear them say like, oh yeah, we totally went through that and offer the encouragement that you need. Number six, Take God's idea of leaving and cleaving seriously. This is an important one, especially some marriages tend to uh, have some dysfunction when it comes to parents and in-laws. So just remember God designed us to get married and your family now, your main family is you and your spouse and the children that you bring into the world. And so it's time to, uh, yes, maintain a healthy relationship with parents on either side, but they are not your main priority anymore. And that's something that can take some huge adjustments. So if you need help with that, be sure to find some resources or books or get counseling because that's an important one. I'm going to just share one more and you can catch the rest in the book. Number seven, minister together. 
serve the poor, volunteer in Sunday school, lead or be involved in a small group Bible study, serving alongside your spouse will knit you together. This is something that Dave and I have found so true over time. If you're able to experience a mission trip together, I think even better. There's something that happens when you are pouring out for someone else, especially on behalf of the gospel, that just puts everything in perspective and is so special. And you make memories that will last a lifetime. So some of the other things I talk about are valuing teamwork and regular date nights and flirting and guarding against temptation. Asking forgiveness is huge. And then I end it too by talking about growing individually and together and the importance of continuing to develop as a person and how that actually benefits the marriage because you want to stay interesting, right? You want to have things to talk about on date nights at the end of the day. And so continuing to grow and develop in the things, there's there's a reason your spouse fell in love with you to begin with. There were things you did and qualities you had and, and skills you invested in that they found attractive. And so go back to some of those and consider how you might develop some of your personal interests even well into your marriage. So friends, I am excited because I'm going to close this by letting Dave share a word to the dads. So I'm going to pass the mic to Dave and then I'll hop back on at the end to tell you about a download that is available over in show notes and also to say a quick prayer before we close. So here is Dave. Hey guys, Dave here and this is a word to the dads and we're talking about marriage. We're talking about uh, focusing on the foundation, chapter five in Raising Amazing. And I think this is probably one of the most important things that that we can talk about. So dad, let's just, uh, you know, see this as an ingredient, if not the key ingredient uh, for helping your kids to become all that God wants them to be. So let's begin by laying a foundation as we um, tackle all these different issues on the road to raising amazing kids. And the truth is with so many marriages, you know, ending in divorce, and it's like 40, 50%, depending on uh, which statistics you're reading, um, you know, too many dads give up and abandon ship. And sadly, oftentimes moms are left trying to fill in much of the the, the roles that uh, the dad would fill. And then there's gaps um, that, you know, our society and culture are trying to replace. And there's a unique role that, you know, only dad can fill uh, in a committed relationship uh, with his wife. And your kids, they need that secure, stable place to grow that have mom and dad, you know, at the center. And there's a kind of an anchoring that happens, right? A security that your kids uh, experience when there's all the uncertainty in the world around them. They need to know there's one thing that is certain, and that's the relationship that that mom and dad have. They need to know that uh, they can always count on mom and dad being together and and providing that, that, that security. So your relationship, it allows the two of you also to work together, you know, in meeting your kids' unique needs. You know, whether you have boys or girls, there's going to be things that arise over time that you're going to be able to tag team and work, you know, together on to, uh, you know, solve uh, these these different problems uh, and these issues that come up in your kids. And, you know, obviously two heads are better than one. You know, there's going to be situations where you have a unique angle 
that's tied oftentimes to your personality and your gender. You know, um, kids sometimes are going to need tender nurturing that maybe only mom can give. And then there's other times where, you know, they may need some uh, strength and discipline that's going to come uh, in some unique way from dad. Your kids, uh, they need to see both, you know, mom and dad. And they also need to see the marriage relationship has ups and downs. They need to see how you guys are working things out. They need to have the opportunity to see that, you know, even with conflict, there's an underlying current of being faithful and loyal, uh, you know, to your, uh, to your spouse. And they need to see that self-sacrifice being, you know, lived out day to day. You know, it's that high calling that, uh, you know, we read about in Ephesians where, Paul says, you know, that husbands are to love their wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any blemish. You know, that's the standard that men are, we're called to, you know, in this marriage relationship. And, you know, what an example, you have a chance to show your kids how God loves them you know your marriage relationship is an opportunity to 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 model that and um and I know that uh you know this is hard hard for some men to hear right now um there's some of you that certainly are going through difficult times in your marriage relationship I would just say this you know simply don't quit God sees what you're going through. He sees the struggle that you and your wife are are experiencing, and He is there, ready to provide. Uh, you know, provide a way for you to to get through it. He's the one that uh, is at work in both of you. His Spirit can be at work in both of you as you yield to Him and trust Him. And just know that your kids need your marriage to work. I would just add to that that. You know, having a view of marriage that um, holds it as as sacred. You know, there's really nothing that's more profound. Um, as we, you know, start at the beginning of God's word, the very beginning. You know, God created man and woman to be one flesh, to to be together uh, in unity, and to be a reflection of uh, you know, His greatest act of creation, you know, creating this, uh, this marriage relationship. And then right behind that was be fruitful and multiply, you know, add to that perfect union children and, and allow that to then, you know, continue forward. And it's, it's a sacred thing. You know, Paul in that same chapter of Ephesians talks about how it's a profound mystery that this idea of the, the two becoming one flesh, you know, we need to men guard this sacred union and just be motivated out of our desire to want to please God and honor him in it. And then again, as we're talking about in our book, just knowing that this is so important, you know, if not the most important ingredient to helping your kids to become all that God wants them to be and for you to have the best chance for success at raising amazing. So Go for it, guys, in that marriage relationship. Go for it in that love for your wife and uh, modeling that to your kids and just 
honoring God with uh, this, this incredible gift of marriage. All right, friends. I hope you found some encouragement in Dave's words. And um, I wanted to let you know that we do have a fun download over in show notes. You can get a printable of date night ideas, 10 amazing date night ideas. Those are in the resource section. And if you go over to show notes, I'll let you just grab those right away, print them out, and hopefully get some inspiration, maybe something different from what you're used to if you have regular date nights. If you don't have regular date nights, perhaps this is a a good time to start doing that. Even if you have young kids, if you have a tight budget, there are some creative, simple, uh, fun ways that you can do dates. So I'm going to encourage you to make that a priority and you can get that over in show notes. So hope you enjoy. And now I always like to close these episodes with a little prayer for all of you listening related to the topic at hand. So if you will join me, I would love to pray for all of you and your marriages and your kids. Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, that you designed families, that family was your idea. And you started it with Adam and Eve. You started it with a husband and a wife. You said that it is not good for a man to be alone. So I just thank you for your idea of marriage and for families. And I pray for everyone listening, for their marriages, for their children. God, that you would do an amazing work in the hearts, in the relationships. God, where there is brokenness, I pray for healing. Where there is tension or stress, I pray that husbands and wives would come together and remember the vows they made. Remember the commitment they have to each other and to you. And I pray that they would seek the help where they need it, that they would come together and uh, come together in prayer before you and ask for the help that they need because they will find help nowhere else. There will not be wisdom in this world or in outside sources. God, you are the one that provides wisdom. You are the one that can heal the hurts. And so I just pray for a refreshing and a renewing for marriages where they are needed. And for those who are um, walking in a good place right now, I just pray for sustained strength and endurance that we would all have perspective knowing that there will be seasons, seasons where it's a lot easier or harder or more strained or just where our lives get busy and sometimes pulled apart a little bit. I just pray that you would give us such a perspective and the grace to keep moving forward and to grow together through all the years. I pray for anyone listening who is divorced or going through a divorce now. Uh, Also for widows, if uh, anyone listening has lost a spouse, God, I just pray that your healing touch would be with them, that they would know your, your tenderness and your mercy, that you would be just close to the brokenhearted and that you would guide them, give them the wisdom, the support they need to raise kids well, whether they're Uh, swapping back and forth with another parent or whether they're doing it all on their own. I just pray that you would come alongside them and be their greatest comforter and supporter. And Lord, we just thank you. It's a privilege. It's a responsibility raising these kids and, and having a strong marriage is so helpful. But I know that the reality is sometimes it can also be a stressful part of our life. So God, please just guide everyone listening to what they need the most. If it's a resource, if it's a book, if it's counseling, if it's just extra time to pray and dig in and trust you and be in your word, Lord, I just pray that uh, all the listeners would use wisdom in moving forward. So we thank you. I know this is a hard topic, but I thank you, God, that you don't shy away from hard topics, that you are near us in everything and that nothing surprises you or scares you, that we can talk about everything with you. So, um, just 
pray that you would be the one to guide us in all of your ways. We love you, Lord. Thank you for everyone listening. Pray blessings on the children and um, just that you'd protect and provide for them as well. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, my friends, thanks for being here. Thanks for being um, a part of this series. I really enjoy sharing nuggets from these chapters from Raising Amazing. So I do hope you have a copy and hope you might be able to chat with a friend over these topics as we go through the book. I've loved hearing from so many of you who have done book studies together, going through chapters. It's been fun. I've hopped in and done some FaceTimes with those of you who have groups. So if you've got a group, reach out, let me know. And if I can, I'll hop on and encourage all of you. So do be in touch. You can email me at aloha at monicaswanson.com. And for today's show notes, you can find them at monicaswanson.com forward slash raising dash amazing dash five, just the number five. All right, guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for your ratings and reviews. If you haven't left one yet, I would love it if you would just do that right on your phone or device, wherever you listen. You can just scroll down, find those five stars, tap on them. And if you want to leave a few words about what you love most about the podcast, I read every review and they encourage me so much. All right. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Come back next week for a very special episode, something different from anything I've done before. I think you're going to enjoy it. So get your coffee or beverage ready next week. Can't wait to join you and have a wonderful rest of your week. Until next time. Aloha.